Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Kirsten. She's Michaela. Hi. And happy Friday. Happy International Beer Day to Ooh, everybody. It is International Beer Day. We are drinking the Wow Light Citrus Ale from our friends at Four Peaks. And, the cutest um, cans. The cutest cans ever, but also the best-tasting beer. So cheers to Friday, everybody. If you got your Four Peaks drink with us, it's Friday. We deserve a treat. Nobody look at my nails while I drink this. Yeah, I also need a manicure. (laughs) Um, Wow, that is delicious. Shout out to Four Peaks. We love you. Um, We are actually running a sweepstakes right now. It is the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. Enter to win for a chance at a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com now or click the link in the show notes to enter. Must be 21 or older. And always, as always, enjoy responsibly. Dang, I usually stick to my normal like hazy and that, or I do like seltzers. That's mm. freaking good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm obsessed with that. Doesn't it kind of remind Big you of fan. a seltzer a little it bit? Does. Like it's very seltzer esque. I like it a lot. But it's like, very poolside. Yeah, sometimes I get like sick of just like the same seltzers all the time. That is like extra refreshing. Big fan. Shout out to Four Peaks for making that delicious beer. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's well. get into another uh, segment of highs and lows to recap the week here. Um, unfortunately. It's been a mess. It's been another food storm of a week. <laughs> Not much, I myself. We need to retire that. I'm sorry. No more. I'm no more. I can't do food storm. I thought anymore. we agreed that if you just need someone to swear for you, Kirsten, I'll just do it. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. Another, another shit storm of a week. Yeah, I mean, it really was. It was and a honestly, mess. Not even just here locally. Just this news that the sports news that came out this week in general, like across the board. A lot of it just like sad, sobering, disappointing. Like those are some of the words that I would use to describe just like the sports landscape this week. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what is in the air. I don't know if Mercury is in retrograde. I'm not sure what is going on. But quite frankly, I am over it because last week we were on such a high. It was such a good week last week. And this week is just the biggest bummer of all bummers. And I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of over it. So we got we got some therapy. We got to work through this yeah, because we have some thoughts. We're going to do some therapy. We're going to talk about the lows of the week. Um, but there are also some good things, too, thankfully. So we're going to make sure that we end this therapy session on a high note. But first, um, we all know by now Hollywood Brown Oh, Colonel's wide receiver arrested for going 126 miles per hour on the 101 this week. Um, Not a good look. Um, Also dangerous. So I'm not even just going to say like, oh, that's an awful look. What a distraction. Like, that's also really dangerous. Um, And so, you know, this is just one of many distractions that have gone on or potential distractions that have gone on this week. Um, And Hollywood Brown is supposed to be the guy that's like stepping in 
and D-Hop's absence supposed to make an immediate um, impact. And, you know, this could go away, and it just is what it is because we saw Zayvon Collins had a similar incident around this time last year, and it completely went away and didn't make any of a difference. But you would hope that that's a guy that, like, you're not having to deal with this stuff with. Yeah, I don't know who in their right mind needs to go 126 miles an hour down the 101. Um, I've been late. Well, actually, I'm always late. And I still don't ever top out past like 80s. So that's like scary speed. We got to slow down, my guy. There's no reason to be going 126 miles an hour on the 101. Like if you're late, just call up Cliff. Be like, yo, I'm running late. I'm not going to make it. But hey, I'm not going to get a speeding ticket. And I'm going to get there alive. And I'm not going to endanger everybody else that's on the highway. I'll see you in like 30 minutes. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, just wake up a little earlier. Hopefully lesson learned. Sometimes, listen, we all make mistakes in life. Um, so hopefully lesson learned. Hopefully this doesn't carry into the season at all whatsoever. And it's like Zayvon Collins situation where he learns from it. We move on. It just is what it is. Um and Charles Woodall Pike saying the freeway number is not the speed limit. Even if it was the speed limit, he would still get pulled over. Even if 101 was the speed limit, he was going 126. So uh, so that's the sitch. And then he's also dealing with a hamstring injury, so he's not even practicing. He's just been going through walkthroughs. So that's the Hollywood Brown situation. Uh, Kyler Murray got COVID. Uh, at this point in 2022, like, it just, it's not rare it's not you know it just is what it is just unfortunate because a lot has happened off the field with kyler some stuff is not you know anything he could do anything about some stuff is you know self-inflicting whatever i mean obviously getting covid it just is what it is um and they're hoping to have him back on oh geez we're already friday tomorrow for the red and white game uh, scrimmage and at least that's what cliff said today but i feel like that's very unlikely so now you know kyler's missed some time it is what it is it's still early i mean he can catch up but like you hate to have your quarterback missing like you know your big saturday scrimmage it's an annual event yeah well he did have to quarantine obviously for five days as the cdc recommends and the good thing is is he had plenty of time to play his video games so Maybe yeah he got it all out of his system he had a lot of time to play cod and there's no yeah, the season hasn't started yet. So, oh, oh well, shoot, he doesn't even he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really have uh, film to watch. But I was also thinking that that clause was still a thing that it's not has yeah his clause he hasn't had started, the, but his it's entire gone. five day period to play COD to no end. So I'm sure he got it all out of his system. We're never going to be talking about Kyler Murray playing video games ever again after this because he had however many hours there are in a five day period. <laughs> <laughs> to play is that what he plays games. call of duty yeah. is that his thing yeah, yeah. this okay. is like getting sick on syllabus week like you just get to skip class <laughs> oh my god that's homework. such a good analogy that is the best way that yes i'm obsessed with that he got sick on silly week and he got it silly? all in his system yeah you never called it that you've never college? heard of silly week it's silly week oh, i always call like, it silly. i mean i get it but like i didn't know that was like a thing i missed out on I well you also don't week. know what a pj is so well, the bar true. is low the bar um, is very low i do know what a pj is now <laughs> now i do um hopefully you're feeling better kyler sorry i like to i like to make fun of your video games but i hope you're feeling better <laughs> Uh, uh, I think he's doing just fine. In fact, if he's if he wasn't, then Cliff wouldn't be talking about him hopefully playing tomorrow or participating tomorrow. So uh, hopefully we do see him out there out at State Farm Stadium. Um, also, a quick note that just like wasn't great news this week. Antoine Wesley, receiver, um, injured. Um, he was walking with a little bit of a limp today um, out at practice. And, you know, they said that they're going to hopefully 
try and ride it out and see if he could just rehab it. Um, but they're not going to know till next week if some sort of surgery is going to be required. So good news for Andy Isabella. Um, but you just like, it's just like that in and of itself is like, okay, that happens. But when like things just start to pile up, you're like, no, I don't even want to hear that Wesley has a potential something. Like, I don't want to hear anything that might be bad. Yeah, I think I'm going to blame Johnny Venerable. This is all Johnny Venerable's fault. He tweeted that this offseason uh, or this uh, training camp period has been a relatively I just quiet one. all on my shirt. <laughs> Did you just spill on yourself? Just, like, just move your hair a little bit. No one will notice. It's literally all over me. <laughs> but what you're not saying is it's in my lap, too. Are you okay? Oh, well, yeah. You just, you, I, listen, I've done that on Sun Devils. You just got to roll with it. <laughs> well, anyways, um, Tristan is having some issues over there we <laughs> i'm blaming this on johnny venerable it's his fault he jinxed it he said this was a quiet time for the cardinals and look what happened so i thought you were blaming the spilled beer on johnny venerable <laughs> i'm gonna blame that on johnny <laughs> too. It, it's all johnny's fault today is all of johnny's fault if anything goes bad today for you guys who are watching the show just blame it on johnny <laughs> uh, the cardinals it's just one thing after another oh wait I, there's more there's more i know there's actually more. the worst part of it all um, all right, so we will stop venting about the Cardinals after this last one. Um, but it is another one of those things where it was just like, I this cannot be real. Like, you're kidding me. So James Sexton, um, the running backs coach, was charged with domestic battery, two counts of it, um, which one of which is actually a felony. So we're talking about like a serious incident here. Um it's said to have happened at an a an indie at a Costco, like in public. Um, I also heard that there was another like a potential other incident. So like it's just like there's a lot there. Um, he was placed on administrative leave, so he was not at practice today, obviously, and we'll see how long that happens. So right now they're without their running backs coach, which in the grand scheme of things, like we all know that like life and matters outside of football are in fact greater than the Cardinals just, you know, uh, being without a position coach, but you hate to see one more thing. The Cardinal, I mean, it's not like the Cardinals are the only teams that deal with anything like this, right. but it's like, dude, can we, everybody at this point on, everybody start taking accountability for all of your own freaking actions. Wake up on time so you're not speeding. I don't know if that was the case, but let's just say it was. Uh, be a good human and let's not get into like instances where police are called and you're being charged for stuff. Let's watch your behavior on social media. Let's, I mean, let's go, people. Like we, we're entering a season here. Like we're either all in or we're not. But like th I, at this point, like I would be so pissed off if I were anyone on that team right now. That sh crap just keeps happening. Yeah, the narrative around the Cardinals has been very negative for a very long time, especially with all the offseason drama that started with Kyler Murray and his contract situation. And I agree. If I'm <clears throat> a guy in the locker room that shows up every day, keeps my head down, does my job, is on time, does all the right things, and all this shit is happening outside of my control, I would start getting a little frustrated. Like I, I know we're, we have a clip of, of Cliff speaking at uh, camp today about the distractions that have been happening, but... I just don't understand like how that doesn't bot like I'm sure it does and I, I can't read their minds, but it would bother me so bad if I was one of those guys that was showing up and being accountable. Like it like you said, Tirson, it's time to like get your head out of your ass, do what you're supposed to do, be a good human. Like let's go. It's football season. Wake up. Let's do our jobs. Let's get the job done. And I it's just frustrating. But um Cliff did speak at training camp today and he talked about the distractions that were happening outside of the field. So here's that clip. 
Uh, you look to the leaders in this locker room. You never want to have distractions when you're trying to build a team and build um, camaraderie and, and you know be the best version of yourselves. But we've definitely had that. Uh, luckily, we have some great leaders and um, guys who can compartmentalize things and continue to work to get better. But um, you'd like the focus to be on football moving forward, and hopefully that's the case. Yeah, you would like the focus to be on football, but so far there have been many things that haven't been football-related that has happened with this organization, and I'm just tired of it. Cheers. Yeah, um, hopefully that this doesn't – I mean, I, I feel like it's super easy to, like, compartmentalize things, like even like, oh, that happened in the off season, that happened in the preseason. Like, we're not quite to the season yet, so hopefully we can just, like, block this all off, put it aside, use this as, like, a – Shock to the system to say, like, we all need to wake up. We need to refocus heading into the season. And then we're not talking about any of this stuff during the season. But it's just like it it's just unfortunate for like like from a fan perspective who gets like you're getting really excited for a new season and all the possibilities and high expectations and new contracts and all these things. And it's just like this is the stuff that is circulating in the news right now. Yep. But there um, are some good things that happen. For there the are Cardinals some good camp. things. Um, newsworthy. DJ Humphreys signed Ooh, a three-year extension. Um, happy to have the left tackle stay in Arizona. He also negotiated it himself. So DeAndre Hopkins starting a little bit of a trend with that. He did also say that he doesn't think he's ever going to do it again, but it was like a good experience. <laughs> so good for him. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed by the fact that he did it by himself. I was super impressed when I first learned that this was like a thing that could be done in the league when D-Hop came out and said that he negotiated his own. Um, so shout out to Hump. I love Hump. He is just a gem of a human being. He has the best personality. He is super kind, always has a smile on his face. So I'm always glad to see like a character guy like that stay in Arizona. Um, and he got a good, a good chunk of money, three years, 45 million dollars and uh sorry three or 45 million dollar extension 34 million of that is guaranteed and i think he has done a great job on the field earning that money and has also done a great job off the field as well definitely a guy that you want in your locker room so i'm glad dj hump is here to stay it's for a, a little bit longer it's a good chunk of change that he now does not have to pay an agent for with that's true uh, yeah, he gets to keep all of it no commission. all that change in the pocket it's it's funny too anytime dj humphreys does anything he has sort of outperformed his previous nickname of knee deep, but people still bring it up till this day of like, um, <clears throat> wow, he went from knee deep to this and, you know, knee, like it follows him anywhere he goes, but for whatever reason, like, I think our minds always go back to like where he started, uh, with Bruce Arians giving him that nickname. And if you don't know what it is, he gave him the nickname because essentially like, if anybody needs like a kick in the butt to like get going, his his was knee deep. He he had to give like a knee deep kick in the butt is basically what Arians was referring to. So gave him that nickname did not go well with DJ Humphreys, was not a very kind nickname. Um, but yeah, so like I saw that circulating too. Like hopefully we can let him drop that nickname. But Ooh, congrats, T Hub. Happy to see where he's come from how far he's come, um, and congrats, Hump. We're happy to have you. Some things we're not happy about, however. Oh, my <coughs> God. Diamondbacks. I want to cry. David Peralta is no longer an Arizona Diamondback. Dude, I am so sad. 
This is so tragic. This is more Duh. than baseball for me. Like, I loved David Peralta, and I loved cheering for him. Yeah, he's just one of those guys, too, that is a great character guy that was very invested in the community of Arizona, gave back a lot of his time and energy to things outside of the diamond, um, off of the field. So it was a big bummer to see him go. I, I knew it was coming. I had a feeling, um, you know, we kind of talked about it on our last show yeah. before the trade deadline happened that we had a feeling David Peralta wasn't going to be here anymore. Uh, but still, even though you still have a feeling and you still know it might happen, like it doesn't make it any easier, especially because of how much he meant to Arizona and the community. And also because of the return that they got back, the Diamondbacks got back a 19 year old catching prospect, Christian Serta, uh, who just played in rookie ball. Uh, never heard of him. He's not ranked, and I'm not quite happy about that. Um, I was reading some articles this morning. ESPN gave the trade a C grade. Um, usually, you know, in these types of trades, you'll get some like low level pitching prospects in return. And so I guess the Diamondbacks got a little bit creative and went for a catcher. They obviously need some catching depth on their roster, but still, what the heck? Like, we couldn't have gotten anything better for David Peralta. Like, he wasn't, he was a great player. And I'm just like bummed with what we got back, but it is what it is. And David Peralta, we miss you, and I'm sorry. And I hope you love Tampa <laughs> and you win a ring. I know the I know the D-backs guy said that this catching prospect was someone that the D-backs had tried to get before, and then the he ended up signing with the Rays. So apparently the D-backs were pretty high on him. But just well, to, they finally got the guy they wanted. Yeah, they to had your, to give up David Peralta to get him. To so. your point about how much this hurts for D-backs fans, I was in the Dutch line the other day wearing my D-backs hat, and I got to the window and the. Girl was like, do you do you follow the D-backs? I'm like, yeah. And she was like, she just kind of leaned out the window. She's like, why the fuck did they trade David Peralta? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, listen, you're asking the wrong person. Oh, my God. If the Dutch Bros people are upset about it, everybody's upset about it. Because the Dutch Bros people are so happy. So, ugh, what a I heartbreaker. I was making this, this case before. Like, he really was sort of the face of the fray. I, I feel like there was no, like, clear-cut, like, face, like a Goldie-type person. But, like, if there was, if you were to ask me who the face is I would have said David Peralta like hands down yeah he was and anytime you go to like a fan fest or anything like that like everybody's wearing a David Peralta jersey like all the girls have like David Peralta signs and stuff and things like that like he was so beloved and there was nobody that was like kinder or funnier in the clubhouse than David Peralta so like I just like I get a little bit attached in those ways especially if you're like dealing with a team that's not really winning I'm like, well, get if you're gonna trade away like your face and like such a good locker or, like clubhouse guy, <clears throat> at least get a little bit more for him. But like, whatever. I hated to see him go. I know it's business, but like, dang. And I wish him the best. Yeah. I, I I so totally wish him the best. Absolutely, yeah. wish you the best, David. <laughs> um, another thing that we would like to talk about too, really quickly. Um, unfortunately, we got some other sad news coming from the Diamondbacks organization this week. Mike Hazen's wife, Nicole, lost her battle with cancer. She leaves behind, obviously, Mike Hazen and then their four children as well. So our deepest, deepest, deepest condolences to the Hazen family, to everybody who knew Nicole, everybody in the Diamondbacks organization who's affected by the loss. Cancer freaking sucks. And it's such a bummer when things like this happen. So um, we are sending our thoughts and our prayers, obviously, to the Hazen family and everyone who knew Nicole. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking and it's been heartbreaking for a while. You know, Hazen took a leave of absence last year and you knew things were getting pretty serious um, just to spend more time with her and, and with his family. And I commended him for that. And I commended the Diamondbacks for allowing him to do that um, and to spend time away from the organization to be to spend time with his family. So um, I'm glad he got to spend that time um, with her and with his family 
Um, but it, it's, it's just heartbreaking. And, um, you know, my, my thoughts, my prayers go out to the Hazen family and, and anyone who was affected by her loss. Cause, um, I just couldn't imagine, could not imagine, um, being in any of their shoes. Um, just, just absolutely heartbreaking. So we just wanted to take a minute of the show to at least say, um, our thoughts, um, are, are with you guys and with the organization right now um, in this pro- in this uh, process. Yeah, absolutely. Some good news coming out of Diamondbacks, though. Meryl Kelly won the National League Pitcher of the Month award, which is awesome. That is a huge feat. He had a 4-0 win-loss record in the month of July. He pitched 41 and a third innings. He had a 1.31 ERA, a .77 whip, and 33 strikeouts. Holy cow, Merrill Kelly. He was wheeling and dealing out there on the mound. I have said this before, and I will say it again. I think Merrill Kelly is one of the best things that has ever happened to the Diamondbacks organization. He is truly a reliable pitcher, and he makes my heart happy. So congrats to winning NL Pitcher of the Month, Merrill. Balling out. He's having his best season as a Diamondback, and I I get a little bit, like, conflicted because I wish they were just a little bit better. Um, But he's a huge reason for any success that they've had. So um, they're not going to really win anything this season. So if we can get a couple, um, you know, players of the month honors for Diamondbacks or an all-star nod or whatever the case, I'm going to celebrate all of those little individual wins for each player who gets some recognition. Yeah, absolutely. That is a huge feat. He also won um, player of the week, the same week that he won national league player of the month. So he is just on a roll. We love you, Merrill Kelly. (laughs) Shout out. You are wheeling and dealing out there. Um, Yeah, it's cool to see. All right. What do we have next? We're skipping around here a little bit. Uh, We do have another, I guess and for sure would be a low um, in terms of the Brittany Griner situation. Another thing that we want to make sure that we're not being redundant about, but we got to keep talking about it. Um, and, and there's definitely been a giant step forward um, with the situation with um, Brittany and Russia. So she was sentenced to nine years in prison this week, um, which is just a shocking reminder and a sobering reminder of the magnitude of the situation and you know Russia's not messing around but the silver lining in it is they weren't you know they were they were open about the fact that they weren't going to begin negotiations legitimate negotiations until a sentence was handed down so at least you can look at it in the way of like okay the trial is over and hopefully they will you know, uphold their end of the bargain and saying like, okay, now we'll begin negotiations. Yeah, for so sure. So a step forward at this point, like I'll take it. We obviously not would have liked to have her home a long time ago, um, but it's a process. Um, and the nine, I mean, the, the it was it was heartbreak. Another just heartbreak. You just got to, she. There's a human element to all of it, and heart just goes out to her and her family, and it, it, it was just a sobering reminder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, though, it was expected. The sentence was what was needed in order to get this process started. So I just hope now we're on the track to actually bringing her home and actually getting these negotiations like further along so that she can get back here to America, to her family, to her teammates who are all really missing her. Um, I tweeted something yesterday about the lack of empathy in this world and how alarming that it is. I have never seen 
such disgusting vitriol about this situation as I have on the internet before. People are so quick to judge and so quick to have just no sympathy or empathy for another human being. And it really bothers me. And this whole situation has really bothered me and has not sat well with me. So we are going to keep talking about BG until she does come home because it's time to bring her home. It's been time to bring her home for a while. Um, and if you are one of those people who decides to get on the internet and say sad, horrible things. I really hope you take a second to look within yourself and have some kindness and have some empathy for other human beings because the situation is sad. There are people really hurting. Brittany's really hurting and it's time to bring her home. So I'm hoping now we can at least get closer to that. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. And we will continue to talk about it um, and bring it up and just remind people that the situation is still going on. We haven't forgotten about it. Not even close. Um <clears throat> Let's right. end some on some highs. We yeah. need some highs. Let's round up the energy with some highs. <laughs> um, and both regarding, well, both have ties to ASU, ASU and U of A. Um, good things about ASU. So good, what? Yes, good things about ASU. They have finally gotten in on the NIL world, which is great to see. The, their boosters have launched the Sun Angel Collective uh, with over a million dollars, which. Honestly, it's not a lot, but hey, it's a start. Okay, it's but start. also, Quinn, can we take a second? I was like, at first, I was like, a million dollars? Like, what? That's so much money. And then you looked at me and you're like, Mac, like, <laughs> no, it's not. Like, yes. do you know how much, like, the SDC schools are, like, building? Like, just, I can't speak. Yeah. I mean, you know it's a, it's, that's a million schools. dollars before they even launched. Like, it's a million dollars to start with. And, like... Obviously, not all of it's going to the players, but I think Oregon is the, the highest in the SEC or in the Pac-12 in terms of money and all money going to players, and they're about two million. Um, so it's not like the Pac-12's got money like that, but I mean, they still have a ways to go. But it's a it's a very solid start. Very yeah, very open. solid like step in the right direction. They've got um, ASU alums like Jake the Plumber, Brock Osweiler, Jordan Simone, Omar Bolden, <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> the big ones <laughs> um, all all a part of it um and i don't know i you just like to see some like school pride too like boosters and people on on the outskirts of it like stepping up to say like hey in order for us to um now remain relevant in this current college landscape like we need to do something like this is what it's going to take so the fact that they're even heading in that direction um, and we're able to get the money, raise the money that they even raised. Um, it's great to see because they were about to they were heading in the wrong dang direction trying to act like that. Like the they're above the NIL yes, or something. I totally like. agree. When Ray Anderson came out and said that NIL wasn't going to be like a focus or a priority of any of the athletic like uh, groups, I was like, what are we doing? Like, are you kidding me? Like, NIL is here. It's the future. Like, you might not like it, but you can't do anything about it. Like, and if you're not going to get behind that train and you're going to push full force into putting, like, resources behind, like, promoting NIL, you're going to lose athletes. And they did. So many athletes left and entered the transfer portal from the football program because of their stance on NIL. And I don't necessarily blame them because if the resources are out there now and they're not going to help the kids, like, gain access to those resources, like, I wouldn't want to stay either especially when I see, you know, Joe Schmo at University of Alabama getting like a $4 million deal to play football there. Like, I'm sorry, but I think not in like not 
contributing to the NIL world and going down that path is a huge mistake because even if you don't like it, you don't agree with it, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's here and you have to be a player in that space. Otherwise, you're going to literally lose players because of that decision. So I'm glad that these boosters got together and started the Sun Angel Collective because they need to compete in this NIL space or they are not going to be taken seriously as a football program. They're going to lose talent. They're going to lose athletes and it's just not going to be good for them. Can I ask a question? Of course. (laughs) Are they going to change the name of the conference this year? What do you mean? Well, not this year because Oklahoma or USC and UCLA don't leave until 2024. But like, Um, are they going to, when are they going to start like rebranding it? I I mean, it wouldn't mean until they left. Obviously, they're going to try and get new schools. um, So they might. Okay. So it might remain the Pac-12. Yeah. I think, I mean, if anything, they're going to try and grow it. I think, I think obvious candidates are San Diego State, Boise State maybe like a Utah state. Um, but you, you obviously have those two leaving. BYU is already out of the picture because they're going to the Big 12. Um, San Diego State? San, yeah, so San Diego State, Boise State, I think are the two most obvious choices. So I think their goal is going to be to get back to the Big 12. But the Big 10 had 11 teams for a while. I don't know if they're going to change true. their name. The, at Big 12, actually, they're... I just didn't know if they like announced like we I mean there's not I mean obviously they're gonna continue on with the teams that they have like this year but like I didn't know if there was like an announcement that I had missed of like hey we're gonna change yeah the the interestingly the Big Twelve and the Big Ten they do for sure have teams coming Um, obviously USC and UCLA to the Big Ten and then Utah or BYU UCF Houston and Cincinnati are all going to the Big Twelve neither of those conferences are announce plans to change their names. I agree mm. with Daniel. Yeah. The conference should just drop the numbers. And with the, as much as everything's yeah. changing, just be the Pacific Athletic Conference. Yes. Just be... Big well, 12 is going to have to change. Yeah, the SEC yeah. works. Um, there's no reason ACC, that the PAC needs a number. ACC, the ACC, exactly. Yeah. Um, the Big 10 doing? and Whack? the Big 12, they need to figure it out <laughs> because West. they don't have anything to stand for. Just get rid of the numbers. So, make yeah. it easy. Yeah. We don't need to have numbers but, anymore. I mean, if the Big 12 and the SEC, or the Big 12 and the Big 10 get rid of the numbers, then they're just both the big conference. So they got They're going to have to completely rebrand. We'll see. I have no idea what's going to happen. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it's my squirrel brain for you. That's okay. I think we need to end this on a really happy note, an absurdly happy oh, note. And it so brings cute. me so much joy because this story involves both University of Arizona and Arizona State University, which I don't think has ever happened in the history of the two schools existing. Um, it kind of just like brings the two worlds together so it came out this week um obviously kids are reporting back for training camp for football that the um arizona's wide receiver his name is jacob cowing jacob cowing he named his child his literal flesh and blood after chase lucas who played at arizona state and the whole interaction was so heartwarming he actually uh talked to our friend of the show justin spears and we have the video of him so let's go ahead and roll roll it how did you how did you come up with chase um it's kind of a crazy story so when i was running track uh, my freshman uh, year of high school uh, there was a guy named Chase um, who ran for Chandler High School, and he was just crazy fast. And I kind of wanted, you know, to name him after after him. And I just always liked the name Chase. You know, growing up, I always told my parents, you know, if I ever had a kid or a son, I would want to name him Chase, and you know, have that, you know, that that name. You know, like he's kind of fast. People have to chase him and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a like a hand in hand kind of thing. So the the guy that ran at Chandler, what what was his full name? Uh, I think it was uh he played for ASU, Chase Lucas. 
Jason okay. Reed, the cornerback. Yeah, so I, I remember I talked to him a couple times, and uh, you know he knew some of my other track members of my team, and we all kind of hung out, we all raced against each other, had fun, and competed. So it's kind of like a kind of cool experience, you know, kind of meeting him and stuff like that. So I was gonna say, what does he think about you naming? your son after him um honestly i'm not too sure if he knows that i named I named <laughs> my son after him but uh i think he did if he didn't know i think he would you know find that pretty cool and uh, i think he would uh, like you know appreciate that um a lot for sure well he definitely did appreciate it and he absolutely knows now because as you saw chase lucas actually quote tweeted that video um saying that he appreciated it so much and um it was such a cute wholesome interaction i was so happy to see this because you never see asu and u of a players getting along he said it's a, priv a privilege bro he got a great role model for a father and i cannot wait to see the little man grow good luck this year bro oh my heart uh, I love that. I also love the fact that, like, he was like, I don't think he knows. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Chase Lucas found out because, like, a clip was on the Twitter. That's pretty cool. Like, also, Chase Lucas, is as a kid, he was a super, super, super senior at ASU. Like, came back, was such a leader for them. Came back in, like, tumultuous times, too. Like, just wanted, like, loved the game of football. Played with absolute heart. It was, like, a great great locker room guy a great kid in general have always wished nothing but the best for chase lucas so if you're gonna name your child after him like that was a great decision great pick great guy um cheerson i'm not having kids but if i ever did have a kid i would name it cheerson jr so <laughs> cheerson jr <laughs> cj cj oh that's cute now i kind of want to have kids just so i can name it cj <laughs> Aww, little cj oh well speaking of football cheerson it is almost nfl season and my body is so ready i've missed the nfl i've missed watching football on sundays thursdays and mondays and i'm super excited because obviously we're going to get to be betting on on football, which is my favorite sport to bet on, and we're going to be doing it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Cheers. I know you're excited to bet on some football, too. I am more of, like, I like to bet on specific games and, like, game props and things like that. So, although you can bet in the offseason on certain things, like MVP odds and things like that, like, I'm more so an in-season better, mm -hmm. and I cannot wait to start betting on some NFL games again this season. Um, already have my DraftKings Sportsbook app downloaded, uh, but if you haven't downloaded it yet, you can do it now using the promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit, and you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So risk-free bet means that you can bet up to $1,000, and you're going to get all of that back if, you, if your bet doesn't hit. So, like, I don't know that... I've even seen a promo that's like even like $1,000 yeah. is like a lot. Uh, but again, that's using promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details on that. All right, cheers. And this has been a little bit of a heavy show, but I think we can lighten it up. We just went through the highs and lows, but there were many things that happened on the internet this week that had me saying, did you see this? <laughs> I freaking love this segment because I love the internet. Obviously, I'm a social media manager, and I'm super excited to take you through some things that we saw on the internet this week. This week was a, at least, it might have been bad in Arizona sports, but at least it was funny on the internet. Starting with everybody's favorite basketball player in the Valley, at least he's mine, Mikhail Bridges. Um, I don't know what happened, but quick trip. 
the gas station, <laughs> decided that they wanted to get in on this conversation about the Suns getting KD and the trade machine. So they tweeted out this proposed trade that ended up with KD going to the Suns, Mikhail Bridges going to the 76ers, and some other pieces that were involved. And the caption of the tweet was, why this trade works. The Suns get Kevin Durant. Brooklyn gets their protection removed from Philly's 2027 first rounder from the Harden trade. And they get a quick trip from Phoenix to replace any bodega. And then they added <laughs> Mikhail Bridges and said Mikhail Bridges can finally reunite with Wawa. So I don't know why a gas station thought that this was going to get the conversation started. But hey, shout out to the social media manager at Quick Trip because that was a great tweet. Mikhail actually saw it and he quote tweeted it and he was not having it. He said, y'all so hell and weak with a bunch of crying emojis. Obviously, Mikhail is from Philadelphia so, or from Pennsylvania. So he has a love for Wawa like many East Coasters do that I can't explain because I don't understand it. But whatever. If you love Wawa, you love Wawa. Um, but Mikhail was not down for it and also if you go through the replies on that tweet phoenix fans were not happy they were like absolutely not mikhail is not going anywhere mikhail is staying in arizona um don't make us change to circle k quick trip we hate you and uh, the social media manager at quick trip had a field day in their comments so i love that interaction i love mikhail i mean anything with mikhail i just love also, a quick side note when i moved to virginia and saw my first wawa i was like Wawa, like I thought it was a joke, but like apparently, like that's a blasphemous thing to say. Yeah, like, Wawa's some... like holy ground oh, in the yeah. East Coast. Some of them people, we don't have it in Buffalo. I've never been to a Wawa, but you get someone in like South Jersey, Philly, those people will, will kill. They'll for fight Wawa. over Wawa. Like <laughs> they, they don't know about that about Wegmans. You have Wegmans in Virginia? No, no. Uh, Wegmans is a grocery store in like the Northeast. That. Now that's just crazy. That's like that the, I'll die for. um I don't understand it. I don't understand like I don't have a gas station where I'm like I have to go to this gas station or like, grocery store or anything, yeah. East yeah, Coasters like just a, uh, East Coasters just kind of more passionate about that stuff. Like anything that makes their region unique. Like I feel like things out here are a little more widespread, but you get re super regionalized on the East Coast and people people will fight for their what they got that's in their like own towns. That's like Publix. I feel like in certain areas Yeah, I've like, heard of that Publix one. are like it's got like a following. They like their pub subs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, like Dutch. That would here. be me being like, I love Walmart. <laughs> I am nah, only going no, to Walmart it's everywhere. It's Walmart Dutch. ride or die. Like I came out here and people like were going crazy over Dutch, and I'm like, what? I've never even heard of that oh, before. Oh, you know, the only thing I can think of, although it's now spreading, but it used to be like this. Um, in and out. Like, yeah, West Coasters are like because I obviously yeah. went to school on the East Coast yeah. originally, and the West Coasters out there, like y'all don't know about In and Out, and we we're like. I mean, we don't know about In and Out now. Like, but, I mean, like In and Out and like Dutch are like coffee and fast food. Like, I can understand that. Wawa, that's what station? Wawa is. Like, it's a gas station, but they have food, food and stuff it's, like that's that. What it's, it's, bigger than a, it's bigger than a gas station. That's, yeah. They don't like it because of the gas. Oh. They like it because of like the food and the stuff you can get <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. It's like there's another one called Sheets that's popular Sheets, in parts of Pennsylvania yes. and stuff like that. That's like, where I grew up in, in Ohio. That's yeah, yeah, Sheets yep. was it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sheets, Wawa, and QT are like, I feel like the big, I'm, there, I'm sure I'm missing like a region I've not lived in that there's some. Sort yeah. Of in central New York, there's uh, Stewart's. Yeah. It's just called Stewart's. That's a big one. Um, but yeah, the Wawa and, and, and Sheets are the big, big ones in the Northeast. I don't understand it. I don't get the hype. Um, like quick trip, you're canceled until you apologize to Mikhail. Sweet baby Mikhail is not going anywhere. At least for a while, we protect him at all costs here in the Valley. Uh, speaking of someone we want to protect at all costs, 
JJ Watt is a gem of a human being and there's nobody better when they take the podium to give you the most money quotes you've ever heard. Roll the clip, Sean. I mean, I think you know what I think of the Guardian cast room. Let's keep you safe sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you feel like a bobblehead, like you're going to fall over. I'll probably get fined for this. This is great. You guys are just screwing me to start out the whole year. This is great. There's 15 grand gone. This is great. This, I'm screwed. I'm absolutely screwed. Roger's going to call me in like five minutes. I'm not an idiot. I mean, I mean, I may have worn no Guardian cap for 12 years, but I'm not that dumb, all right? I'm not going to get too deep into this because I've already got 20 grand down. I mean, we're looking at 50 as the next one and then probably like a four-game suspensions after that. So Guardian caps are great. Love them. It's a great addition. We should wear them all the time. Text me. You don't have my number, text Mark. Mark will text me. I'm not going to give you my number. Is that like his shirtless self on the beach? or? I mean, not that successful recently. You guys man try to tell me that there's no strawberry frosted donuts at the store he tried to tell me that what kind of donut shop have you ever been to that doesn't have a strawberry frosted and his golf game is trash we are both having boys yeah i shit. i have no clue if i was supposed to say that nobody report that delete everything including all the guardians <laughs> i'm sorry jj watt is the best human being i'm obsessed with him that was like the best press conference i've ever seen um, I love how, like, well, first off, I hope he didn't get in trouble for saying the boy thing, but um, who, I don't know who else was having a boy on the team that he was talking Zach about. Zach Ertz. Oh, Ertz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oops on that if he wasn't supposed to say that, but JJ is, like, tremendous, and I absolutely love him. Like, every locker room and, like, team needs a guy like that who can just, like, have at it with the media and it's always a good time and there's always like something to come out of it that's like not something negative like love jj yeah just a gem of a human being i also hope he got his strawberry sprinkled donut or whatever he did <laughs> didn't he wasn't that a thing didn't yeah he, he did yeah. eventually okay, uh, i forget yeah. what was the, who what teammate it was i forget I but forget. eventually they brought him his it became a big thing yeah yeah we're so lucky between mikhail and jj like we have personality overflowing here in the valley so shout out to jj for just being a gem of a human being um speaking of interesting <laughs> things devin booker obviously is the 2k23 cover athlete he also did um some work with like their i don't cgi i don't know anything about technology or video games but um he's in this interesting suit and they posted a behind the scenes of it this is a motion tracker so that they can get his mannerisms and how he shoots and everything like that, that in the actual so cool. game um it's super interesting i didn't really think about having to do all of this to make a video game again i'm not a video gamer don't come for me but it's really interesting cheers yeah i mean i've seen this if, not to this extent like i know that they've like put trackers on people like i knew that was a thing but i have not seen this much behind the scenes of like okay now dribble now dunk now shoot a three now do this like it's really cool and i i have a greater appreciation too i think for video games in general like 2k obviously i know is like a staple video game but like a lot more respect now that i see everything that goes on behind the scenes so that they can make it as accurate as possible like that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool it is funny though seeing him in that suit the suit is like just awkward i don't know it's weird seeing him play basketball not in a sun jersey i guess don't you think yeah, I mean, it's for sure. It definitely <laughs> is. I mean, he's got like a, like a bodysuit on. Yeah, so, like yeah. a weird thing on his head. I don't know. It was funny. Um, 
I wish I would have done this before, but we're already down this road, but whatever. This is another Cardinals video, and I absolutely love this because this also brings me so much joy. I don't know if you've ever seen this many men over 200 pounds in one vehicle at one time, but oh my God, the entire Cardinals O-line is in this vehicle, and they're going through a drive-thru, getting their little drinky drinks. Um, Justin Pugh looks like, I mean, if I could just find one thing that makes me smile like the way Justin Pugh smiled at that camera, he looks like he's having the best time of his life yeah i absolutely love the fact that they fit that many of them in that car and then they're all hanging out together i mean you are in the trenches when you are an o-lineman so i guess it's a good thing to bond with those guys because nobody goes through more their body goes through more than those o-linemen um but just like the idea of that many of them just like piling in that (laughs) that suv can we talk about crack up kelvin beecham not being an off the lineman and not having a bigger car, like you're an NFL football player, why would you not have like a, a like a SUV? That wasn't or that was a wait, big car. Was, wait, that wasn't Beecham driving. Well, it was on, no, it was on hit. Oh yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's um, if you're regardless, you're an NFL offensive lineman. Who? Why do you not have a bigger? That car? looks like like an Escalade or something. Like that's that was a big like a car. huge car. It was like a Yukon or something. There's no way that they're gonna fit that many oh, of them in there. It is a Yukon it's a Denali. Yeah, it is okay. That looks. Oh, I didn't realize that's it because went of way who's back. in it, Shaw. Yeah, that's, that's the point. They make it it's like a huge small car. So big on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did you see by any chance the um, Vegas Raiders? They they were mad at uh, Hunter Renfro, I think, for they ordered an Uber X for him. Oh yeah, Devontae and they Adams, <laughs> Derek Carr. There was like four NFL football players in a sedan. Oh that, my gosh, I can't that's even funny. Imagine. Yeah, they definitely couldn't fit. Shout out to the O line. I hope um, I hope Hump paid for those drinks too with that. Ex- nice little extension. you better have oh my gosh um love to see them bonding though even if they look like they are piled in a clown car um uh, speaking of football we got to round it out with this one it's not an arizona sports related one but when i saw this on twitter oh, I, love this. I just died because mostly i'm obsessed with joe burrow i don't know what it is actually i know what it is about this man uh not only is he beautiful he has a great personality um i'm just obsessed with him but anyways so he is recovering from getting his appendix removed. He has just been kind of doing walkthroughs, hasn't been doing the full training camp stuff. Obviously, he just got his appendix out, um, but he is whipping around on this golf cart at training camp. Obviously, still wants to be involved, still wants to show his teammates that he is there to support and be a part of the team. So they have assigned Joe Burrow the golf cart. He's been driving his teammates around. Uh, they've just been having a good time out there. And uh, not only does he drive his teammates around, but he also does drills with his teammates. <laughs> Dude, in the car look at him go look at, him go. look at the left if you're watching this look at the <laughs> left hand side of your screen joe burrow is running sprints with, with his teammates in the golf cart back and forth are you kidding me i love this <laughs> he is just whipping the car up and down the line with his teammates just <laughs> i'm sorry but that is hilarious um i don't know although i don't know if i would like it if i was out there a football player and i'm exhausted from camp and i'm running sprints and i look over and i see joe burrow just whipping around in a car i'd be like what the heck all he can do like why is he in a car if the dude was like you know what i just feel a little crampy today i think i'm just gonna not run that's one thing yeah he can't help it so like i would appreciate like he wants to be in it with everybody 
like if that's the only way that he can do it then like i i I'm, also it was like very entertaining so yeah I'll take that. <laughs> it's true uh charles waddle pike say qb mobility 99 <laughs> yeah he is out there i i mean i just love it i love the camaraderie that it shows i love that he wants to be with his teammates despite the fact that he can't actually run because he's still recovering from getting his appendix out um i just love joe burrow i'm sorry like joey b is there's there's what's not to love Cheerston. i know Joey, Joey B. B and Josh Allen are like my favorite QBs right now. You're I act- speaking my language. Oh, don't know. You're going to get Shawn on a Josh tannin. Allen no, is the GOAT. Go. Did you by any chance see the video of the four of them at the golf, the the match or whatever? Like it was which Mahomes, yeah. Brady, all yeah, of them. Which clip? And they asked all of them what who their favorite defensive, ba- or their, the hardest defensive back to play is. And they're all like, oh, Charles Woodson, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets to Josh Allen. He's like, um, Trey White, Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Just, that's all I have to say. Uh, I love this new wave of quarterbacks that uh, we'll get to see ball out for years to come. It's cool to see their personalities. And uh, yeah, I just love that clip. Shout out to him. I also would do that if I were um, a quarterback. I would take any excuse to drive around a golf cart because I love golf carts. Um, <laughs> I'm a menace yeah, that's- behind the wheel. <laughs> That could be You're dangerous. a menace behind the wheel when it's a car on the highway, yeah. Matt. All right. I do my best, okay? That could be dangerous, and oftentimes it is dangerous. Uh, all right. Well, that was Did You See That? I hope that made you guys smile because I love the internet when it's at its best, and that was a good week on the internet. You know what else I love, Cheers? I love OGs. Oh my gosh. OGs. I can't say enough good things about our friends over at OGs. They have the best tasting scratch made THC gummies here in the Valley. They are made in the Valley. So that is obviously why they are so amazing among many other reasons. They have the best flavors. Like I mentioned, the orange creamsicle is my absolute favorite. I will take a 10 milligrams uh, indica right before I go to sleep and I have the best sleep of my life. They also just released a limited time edition seasonal flavor pina colada the creamy coconut and the pineapple is perfect for summer it is almost my favorite but the orange creamsicle still has a little bit of an edge to it they also have three milligram microdose options so if you don't want to go the 10 milligram route and you just want to dip your toe in the thc gummy water the three milligram microdose options is the best way to do it we're also doing a sweepstakes with ogs it is our flavoring life sweepstakes one winner will receive three Yes, three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle, which is my favorite, and the tropical flavors. An OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Holy cow. We are hooking you up. You can sign up for the Flavoring Life sweepstakes at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. We also have it posted all over our social media channels. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary must be 21 years or older to purchase i'm impressed that's quite the giveaway that is a haul cheerson it's a friday yeah i'm trying to see if my beer spill oh my gosh did it dry finally it's dried oh boy (laughs) well we hope you guys enjoyed the show and we hope you're enjoying it going to enjoy your weekend it will officially start after our show is over for us if you want to become a part of the family like we highly recommend you do you can go to gophnx.com and sign up for a membership you get your first month for only 50 cents or if you sign up for an annual membership you'll get a free t-shirt from the phnx locker we've got so many cool shirts you can also just go over to the locker and pick one up if you want some new swag to celebrate the start of new sports seasons. And uh, yeah, that's that. Cheers. Okay. Cheers to the weekend. Cheers to the weekend. We'll see you guys next week at 1230 on Friday. Bye.